The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is uh, five minutes after 11 a.m. on a beautiful Saturday morning, just in time for the Pinpoint Health Show. By the way, the phone line is already open. You have your uh, pain and health concerns. Uh, bring it on. That's why uh, That's why we do the show every Saturday morning at this time, 416-870-6400. You want to uh, catch more of Dr. Lou a couple different ways on social. That'd be Instagram, Facebook, and all other channels. You want to go to Pinpoint Health. And also the Lou Down, the Lou Down, L-O-U, the Lou Down is the new podcast series, which is just phenomenal stuff if you haven't uh, tuned into any of these make sure you uh, you check them out because lots to be learned there as well good morning pal how are you good morning john good you i am uh i'm, I'm doing this show and I'm, I'm going to the bike shop to pick up my bike it just got a tune up and god damn it, I, I can't wait to get out there i can't wait brother that's great yeah i mean that's a big thing that we have to encourage is that people stay active they stay moving yes. um that you know this is you know you and i were talking sort of texting back and forth and talking about sort of this whole COVID uh, situation that we're in. And, and, you know, I, my, as, as, as this progresses, my opinion is, is evolving as it should, right. As we learn more, as we do more. And, you know, we, when we look at this, the original point of what we did was to flatten a curve so that our healthcare system would not be overwhelmed. We have succeeded. Our healthcare system is not overwhelmed. We need to get back to normal. And, I, and I'm speaking, I'm not an economist. I'm not here to discuss on those things, but I am a healthcare professional. And I see what's going on with people not having the routine medical care that they need, and it's a problem. And the fact that we are keeping people from interacting, from doing things, I think is a dangerous thing at this point. I think the, you know, the, this idea that staying in, in, in lockdown, whatever you want to call it, is going to eliminate or eradicate this virus. That's not what's going to happen. That was never the intention of going into lockdown. It was simply to stop an overwhelming of the healthcare system, which was what we saw in Italy. That's what we saw happen there. The healthcare right. system became greatly overwhelmed. The healthcare system is not overwhelmed here. In fact, some hospitals are operating at like 50% capacity. They've never yep. been slower. Um, mm-hmm. and, and again, that's great. I think we did the right thing. I think, I think it was an important thing. I, I think we, you know, the government stepped in when they needed to step in, but we also need to understand that it's time to start getting back to what we need to get back to in a controlled manner. There Absolutely. are ways to do it. As an example, at Pinpoint Health, once we are set to go back, we are allowed to provide emergency care. Um, and we are doing that, and we have levels of precaution. Anybody can visit pinpointhealth.ca. You can find out what staff is doing, what the patient expectation. Uh, but even we are ready for the next phase of where we can go back to more non-elective, or to, I'm sorry, elective types of procedures. And we've gone to great lengths to secure PPE, to, you know, change the flow of patients in the clinics, to putting up different barriers so i think we can all do these things but i think to keep us shut down in general is a very very dangerous thing and i and you know john you know this from the beginning i've been speaking about with different professionals that i've had on the show there are going to be long-term health consequences to what we're doing that exist outside of covid19 it's not just about the virus what about people out there that have not had the elective procedures that they needed mm-hmm. some of these things you know you hear elective this isn't like oh i was supposed to get um 
you know, something. A tummy tuck. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is people that heart surgeries, uh, different types of care, regular care that they would see. I, I've, I've given examples on the radio of people that I've spoken to with serious pain and injury problems who have not gone on to get it checked, to get it looked at because they just don't want to go. We've had people call the show with scary symptoms and, and they thought that hospitals were closed and that they couldn't go anywhere. This is a very, very, very dangerous thing that's happening right now. And we need to start moving, not just medical, everything, but again, my world is medical. We need to start moving the medical field back into getting back to where we were because people need the care and we can't let this keep going on and i think the government needs to step in to also diminish any type of fear because when i hear people call the show and they're afraid to go to the hospitals they're afraid to do these things that's dangerous you don't want someone being afraid to go to these places so you know i think we're in a in a unique place i think canada ontario we've done a great job but I think we need to start moving. I think I think people are, and, and you know, I think as the longer you keep people in this, you're also going to start to create this environment where I've seen it with people that I know, and I get mad every day at them. People are bending the rules. People are really there's a big gray area now. People aren't doing what what they should be doing, and I think right. it's a combination of trying to keep people locked down when really what we should be doing is reintegrating everything and just asking people to be cautious, take the necessary steps ensuring that you and everyone around you is safe it's it's so true you know you got to give them a little bit of latitude and let them be adults and mature yeah there's going to be some dbs out there but it's 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 along the same thing as you know when you when you lock up your dad's liquor cabinet then you want the drink but when it's open you walk right by it like you just have no interest in it i I think i I see what you're saying look bring on your calls you can hear the passion about this show today so we are ready and uh firing in all cylinders bring it on 416-870-6400 pinpoint health show continues this is global news radio You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back. Pinpoint Health Show reaching out uh, plenty of different ways. one 855 Dr. Lou, D-R-L-O-U. You can go to pinpointhealth.ca on social as well in that regard. And there's also the Lou Down, the uh, the new podcast series, which is uh, yielding some fantastic things. More of a long format, so you can check that out in the... Uh, Indulge at your leisure. 416-870-6400 is the way to call in now for the remainder of this show. Bob, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging on. Good morning. Hey, how are you today? Good, pal. What's uh, what's on your mind? Uh, just wondering. I've got an issue with an elbow or with my elbow. It's either mm-hmm. a tendon or nerve. I'm off work, and my doctor's still saying not until you see the specialist again. I'm just wondering because of the backlog. Doctors suspecting surgery. Uh, how long is it going to take before surgeries can actually get back and going? So as of Tuesday this past week, surgeries are allowed to resume, but it's not quite that simple because it does no, there, depend. There's a backlog, uh, and people yeah. before me are getting worse. And well, yeah, and and it's also the the Ministry of Health has set out a directive for hospitals where they have to meet certain criteria in order to go into that. So it's not like this was a statement like, "Hey, just go back to normal," right? We also have to take into account there's been 
two months of things that have been postponed. Um, and, and so there's that backlog. Plus, there's going to have to be new procedures in place with limited things being done. So it creates a longer backlog. Um, so that's number one. Number two, I mean, you know, this, you know, the assumption that it is a nerve or a tendon may, may very well be wrong. It may be something else. Um, and, and if it is, say, something like a nerve, then why would surgery be required uh, would be my first thought. So, again, for me, it always is based on um, di or treatment is predicated on the right diagnosis. And if there's no diagnosis, the conversation of what treatment is happening is sort of a futile conversation because if you don't get to the bottom of what's going on, then you don't know what the potential options to manage that thing are. And if you don't know, then really you're almost just guessing. And so that's, that's sort of the, the process that needs to happen. Um, so I think, again, you know, the, the, to answer the, the one question about surgery, um, I'm not, it's going to be, it's going to definitely, there's going to be delays and it's going to be on a hospital by hospital basis. And to answer and sort of comment on your first portion of the question, um, I think the, the first part becomes getting the right diagnosis for your elbow. And you can't assume it's just one of two things. Um, it may be other things, and it may be things that are not surgical as well that could help. Okay, great. Thank you very much for your okay. time. Have yourself Thanks, a good Bob. day. Stay healthy. And Thank you, sir. Shout out to the first aids. Thank yeah, you. they're all doing uh, doing phenomenal work. Bob, you need to reach out afterwards and talk to Lou after the show. one 855 Dr. Lou, D-R-L-O-U is the way to go. See, it's just that simple. When they call in, they get some answers, right? Especially on elbows. God, yeah. tell me about it. That's simple. Um, yeah. Going back to sort of what we were talking about before, the other thing that I want to highlight, my opinion that I yep. sort of stated in the beginning of this show is not some opinion that I've just pulled out of a hat. This is based on the research that I'm seeing. It's also, you know, there's a lot of medical experts, infectious disease people that feel this exact same way. And, and I encourage people, I don't want to put out names or things, but just go look for it yourself, right? Um, and, and you could sort of find that there is an opinion that is on this side, and it is evidence-based. It's based on some emerging research that we're getting. So this isn't like, again, I want to make clear, this is not just me, you know, giving my two cents because I think my two cents matter. It's the two cents that I formulated through my investigation, through speaking with others, uh, through, you know, the, the places where I work, the the, the organizations that I'm affiliated with to see what's happening. So it's not two cents that's just out of nowhere. It, it's an opinion that is based on, on facts and, and science. Um, and I just want to make that clear so that there's no sort of misunderstanding around that. And I bet you all the uh, the clinicians that uh, that work for you, I mean, they're probably dying to get back at it too, right? They're dying to get out there and help people in, in, in a physical uh, aspect as well, I would imagine. They're, they're dying to get back and do what they love, and they're also, in a way, yeah. dying to get back and make money, right? Like, the professionals that work with me work on, on an independent contractor basis, right? That's the way healthcare professionals work. If they're not working, they're not making a living. And, and yeah. the, the, you know, the subsidies that exist... Uh, some of them don't even qualify, and then some of them it's not even close to enough for, for the lives that they have, right, where where you're dealing with multiple kids and things. And, and so it's it's been crazy, right? So this is a, it's, it's a big, big impact on so many things. Again, of course, it's an impact socially on what we've done, like sort of what I mentioned there with surgeries, what's going to happen, how many things get delayed, even though we can go back. It's, it's an impact on you know, people on, on what they love to do, the practitioners doing what they love to do. And it's also, these are people like, let's, 
make no mistake about it. Everyone has a job because they have to make a living, right? Mm-hmm. And, and healthcare professionals are no different. These people need to make a living, right? And they, and, they, and they need to do this. And, you know, this is another thing that comes into question when you look at healthcare professionals that need to make a living. There's going to be a lot of rules imposed on us on how many people can be seen, how much yeah. spacing. It's not going to be what we used to do. Well, what does that do also to the financial picture, right? Like that, and again, I'm not trying to make this about, it's not all about money, but there has to be a balance. And, 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 this, is, and this is the crazy thing that I don't think is, is being, you know, really thought of in depth. This is not as simple as like, you know, a product that's being sold and it doesn't matter. You just, you know, you go back and you start selling it. This is a service, right? And that doesn't go for just, you know, healthcare. Like, I, you know, another thing that hits home, for me is is my fam- my family is in hairdressing right so like what happens number one that they're going to be swamped right they're going to have to work 24 hours a day once we can go for back sure. to the amount, of, the amount yeah. of people that need their hair done but like they're going to have to follow certain rules you know and they can only work so many hours in a day before they burn out and and there's such a high demand this is it's crazy there's a lot of things here that need to be considered um yeah and and you know the relief and we'll get into it after the break you bet. Lots to go here. You still got time to call in for yourself. 416-870-6400. Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And 11.33, still plenty of time for you. 416-870-6400 to call in with your questions and comments. Take it away, brother. Where did we, uh, where did we leave off? Yeah, John. Another thing that I want to sort of put out on the air because I have this platform and I think this is important and it's not just necessarily related to healthcare only, but I could tell you in my experience with the clinics we have, um, some clinics, we are the landlord, we own it, and others, we are tenants. And I could tell you one thing, the one thing that I don't think is really being thought of um, and in speaking to a lot of friends, family that have their own businesses that are tenants, the suffering that businesses that pay rent that are tenants oh. is going are going through is, is in, insane. Like a lot of landlords are doing things such as deferrals and things like that. And even some of them are not doing those things. But you have to understand something. A deferral just means that at some point you'll still have to pay that money. And these yep. deferrals aren't like over the next 10 years. A lot of them are, well, pay me in July, right? Like a few months later, that type of thing. And, you know, there are businesses that are 100% shut down, have made zero revenue for yeah. two months. And yet they are expected at the end of the year to pay all the exact same expenses that they otherwise would have. I think it's crazy. I don't think enough has been done on that front. I think the the rent relief program that was sent out by the government that I believe comes out this week does not go far enough because there's really no incentive for the landlord to do it when you actually look at the program. Um, and, and again, because there's no good program, what I encourage and what I've been doing, and again, we are, you know, in some areas, landlords, is be a reasonable human being. And I think that's what we've been trying to do. Most of my landlords have been trying to do the same uh but not all. And, and again, in speaking with other people, like, don't be greedy about this. And I, and I know the premier was talking about this earlier during the week to not uh, force his hand. And I've spoken to city councilors and other government officials, and they're hearing this all kinds from all kinds of different business owners. And I think it's absolutely horrendous that there are landlords out there that 
you know, even something as simple as asking for a deferral and that's not being done, like, like be reasonable here. A deferral still means you're going to get all the exact same money that you would have got regardless. And at the same time, that person who's asking the deferral has probably lost 100% of their income over the last two months. And, and, you know, to say that that's the same thing is ridiculous. It's not the same thing. Yeah, everybody's hurting, but hurting is a relative term. And there are people out there that are hurting much, much more than others. And I think that that needs to be taken into consideration. And I think whether it's people, you know, maybe I'm just asking people, be a good person and try to do the right thing, be a human and think about your fellow humans, or at the end of the day, if that's not possible, then I do think the government needs to step in to impose rules for commercial uh, rents because the stories I've heard and it is disastrous. And, and it's, you know, there are some landlords out there for sure that are doing the right things. I'm not, I don't want to use a paintbrush and, and you sort of blanket everybody, but there's a lot of things that I've heard and I'm not happy with it. Like on a personal level, I think it's wrong and I think people need to be human. That's just my two cents. Uh, around that, uh, which is sort of not related to the medical side. But again, I want to use my platform that I have here to really share my message. And I'm sure there's people that um, feel the same way. But, you know, going back to the healthcare stuff, uh, you know, the show is here. It's live right now. Uh, give us a call. I'm happy to answer any questions uh, about any pain and injury things that you have going on. Well, you know, it's it's funny to say, you know, it's 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 not really about the medical side, but it, when push comes to shove, it is. I mean, you can go down any major street and not drive too far until you see some sort of clinic, whether private or otherwise. I mean, these yeah. things got to exist for people's health care. And, you know, I understand that the landlords also have their masters, too, and they've got bills to pay. But, uh, you know, 100 like percent said, if if you if, if, you're, if they're going to kick you out for not paying your rent, do you think there's 10 people behind you waiting to get into the building? Probably not. Well, nobody's got probably money. not. Yeah. <laughs> And, and it's not even just about kicking you out. Like a lot of people, like, I, you know, on a personal level, on one particular landlord, I asked for a deferral, which I did not get. And, and the deferral was not something crazy. It was in, the, in a few future months. And it didn't happen. And the argument was that they're all suffering. And I was like, I just don't, you know, pinpoint health. Since this has happened, we're about 95% down in what we usually do. So, I mean, I don't know how much more besides 100% closure that could be right we're still doing some emergency things but at the end of the day it's also a business we have bills to pay we have things to do uh this is not just something that's free like there's this assumption in healthcare that healthcare is free it's not free there's still things and also even the stuff that is covered through ohip your tax dollars pay for that so this idea of free healthcare don't no. don't misunderstand free with funded publicly right there those are two Either you're funding it privately or you're funding it publicly. We have publicly funded healthcare, which means we all pay taxes. We, whether you're buying something, the income that you make, whatever it is, that all goes towards these social programs that we have. One of the biggest ones uh, in Canada being healthcare. So it's not free by any means. It's a good call. We're going to get uh, quickly get uh, Ted in here. I think if we got uh, some time before we break. Hey, Ted, uh, how are you? Oh, I'm doing very well. I, I wanted Good. to call and uh, just thank the doctor for his refreshing point of view because uh, I just wanted to call and support you on what you're saying and, and, and you can just take your profession and, and just bring drag that across all these other, you know, restaurants, yeah. uh, bars, pubs, I mean, all the, all, all the other, you know, uh, uh, barbers, hairdressers, etc. And I wanted to bring out a point maybe to reinforce, and maybe you can help me with this. I, I've been to Women's College Hospital where they have the COVID testing tent. Yeah. 
And and um, I was I was shocked. I was actually able to find parking right by the hospital. And I thought, you know, so I, I look, I walk in the tent. It's completely empty. And like the, around the hospital, looked like it was deserted. It's like the hospital was closed. So I walked through the tent. A guy came out. You know, he was all done, and you know, with the mask and everything, and the visor. And he said, "Can I help you?" I said, "Hey, I, could I get a test?" And he goes, "Oh, um." Do you have any symptoms? And I don't have any symptoms, but I said, could I get a test anyway? He says, oh, no, sorry, you can't. And it's like, but there's nobody here. He goes, yeah, the hospital's pretty quiet. So yeah. logically, I'm thinking, if there's nobody there, right downtown Toronto, you know, very congested, where, you know, college and base, that must be because nobody's feeling uh, sick or no one has any symptoms. So, like, why? how could you force testing if no one is feeling has any symptoms to get tests. So maybe there's something going on here that I, I don't understand. Like, can you put some logic to that? Yeah, so I mean, number one, we have to understand right now, like these tests need to be rationed. This idea that these tests are unlimited, the reagents that are part of it, all these things is not an unlimited resource. So it has to be rationed for the times when we would need it most. So your example of you going asymptomatic, there would be no reason for you to have a test. And this is also a problem, this idea. It means that we don't actually know how many people have this virus, right? Like, everybody will go look at stats and will say, oh, you know, in Canada, we've got 80,000 total cases and we've got, you know, 6,000 whatever deaths it is. And that's a 6% death rate. It's like, well, no, because you don't actually know the real number of the people that have it. Because some people aren't bad enough to even have the test. And even some people who have symptoms don't get the test. Really, it is reserved for people who they think they need to hospitalize so that they know who they're dealing with. So number one, testing is, needs to be rationed because it's not, it's not an unlimited supply. And you're right about the other things with the hospital. It's just they're quiet because nobody's going to these things and because people are afraid. But that's a very dangerous thing that people are not seeking out health care when they need it. And I mean, a lot of things have been stopped. It's never been slower. That's I consistently hear that from all of my colleagues that work in hospitals. It's never been slower than this. So, you know, that's my my opinion and, and, and the reason why, you know, you weren't able to get tested. It really is about rationing these tests for when it is essentially needed. But I think that brings up a bigger point, which is if we're not testing everybody, then we don't genuinely know how many people in the population have had this virus. Right. And again, herd immunity, somewhere between, you know, 50, 60, depending on the research, 60, 70% of people, if they get it, then you start to develop herd immunity. We don't know what it's at. They've done some studies on yeah. small samples and you get a certain number, but how accurate that is, I don't know because the sample size isn't big enough to extrapolate on the population. So um, it's an interesting thing. I, I, I do thank you for the call. I thank you for echoing my sentiments about the other things, and I appreciate you listening to the show. Appreciate it, Ted. We'll uh, move on there. Phone calls, you still got some time. 416-870-6400. Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. 
11.45, a wonderful day is upon us, and uh, you want to take a few minutes. you got time to call into the Pinpoint Health Show. Want to reach out to Dr. Lou after the show, one 855 Dr. Lou D-R-L-O-U, and uh, Pinpoint Health on social, and the Lou Down is the uh, podcast series to check out any time as well. Going to move on in that regard to, uh, to Jerry. Hey, Jerry, thanks for hanging on for a couple minutes there. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. I had a broken wrist about 30 years ago, quite, quite severe. I can sort of tell the weather by it, um, or if I'm swinging a hammer, it really gets painful at night. But I've been on the yeah. Internet. I love, I love tomatoes, and something keeps coming up, like a paid ad that says, basically, tomatoes is bad for arth- people with arthritis. Is that true, or is that a myth, or is that somebody trying to get me to buy their product? <sighs> Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I I don't know. I've never heard of uh, of why that why it would be bad for arthritis. Um, I mean, interestingly enough, when you look at uh, you know the one thing about diet recommendations is I think it really there are things that are worse, but I think it really depends on individuals and individuals' genetic makeup. And some things don't react well with others that do react better with others it's also the reason why you know some people can lose weight being on a keto diet and others can need to do it on a vegetarian diet like our bodies we're all unique so we we respond to the environment differently um so maybe there's i I don't know the specific thing that you're talking about by the way so let me let me preface it by that but again me sort of thinking through the logic of, of some things here, maybe some theories, maybe for a certain type of person with some type of genetic predisposition, it might it might be something. As an example, um, people who have gout, which is uh, is a form of arthritis that can happen, um, we often tell them to avoid um, acidic foods and nightshade foods like things like tomatoes, red meat, um, red wine, uh, because it might not be a benefit to them. So you know. In, in an instance like that, it, could that be beneficial? Yeah. I mean, the fact that you're saying this is something that you're seeing online that pops up, it is probably something for someone trying to sell you something. Again, I don't know exactly what you're talking about, but there's nothing that I can think of specifically that would make me use a blanket statement to say tomatoes are bad, don't, don't eat them, right? So, I mean, also I'm of Italian descent and my mom and my family would kill me if I said that it's, tomatoes are bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so okay. that, that's sort of all i know about it I, I don't know if that helps you much more but you know i'll, I'll do some investigating that so you found that so where is that that's online you were mentioning like you, is it a name of a yeah. product or something that i can no, look into i've been i've been i've been looking at how to grow my tomatoes bigger better faster all that kind oh, of stuff and okay obviously okay. I, I must have clicked on something because i but i'm getting this and it's kind of makes me think, man, I really like my tomatoes, and uh, and and I'm going, ah, oh, my, I, I just wanted to mess up here. Yeah. Are, do you have any type of arthritis? The only arthritis I have is. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, again, it's something to look into. I mean, you know, there are some some foods are pro-inflammatory. I don't know. You know, I'm going to have to look at it. I don't, I don't remember the exact makeup of tomatoes, uh, but maybe there's some type of uh, uh, something in tomatoes that creates more inflammation. I don't know. Uh, there, it is definitely possible because, again, like I said, with things like gout, we usually recommend people avoid certain things because 
some things are more pro-inflammatory than others. But again, I don't think as a, as a general health rule, people should not eat tomatoes. Okay. Is there anything good that you know that is really helpful to eat as far as arthritis? Yeah, so for sure. I mean, grains in general are probably the biggest inflammatory thing that we consume on a larger basis. Um, so I think eliminating grain products, especially wheat, um, is the one thing that I consistently uh, recommend for uh, from a diet perspective to help with inflammation for sure. And then again, that translates into things like wheat-based beers are going to be more pro-inflammatory. Um, so yeah, grains are probably the, the single biggest thing on an inflammatory basis. Is there anything good to eat that would help? Um, yeah, so things that are natural uh, antioxidants. So I mean, this is not rocket science, right? But at the end of the day, it comes back to what you hear most people say, a life of moderation and, and real food, fruits, vegetables, uh, limiting, you know, protein is important, but not over-consuming it either, um, good natural occurring fats, even carbohydrates to some extent might be play a part in a well-balanced diet. I think, again, going back to my original comment, which is that a lot of this really does depend on individuals. Some people tend to do better uh, on one type of, uh, of diet plan and not another. And, and I don't think we'll ever find something that works for everybody, but rather we'll find a whole bunch of things that work for a lot of different people. Wonderful. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate uh, appreciate the call. Yeah, like they always said, man, just go around the outside of the grocery store. Don't go down the lanes, but uh, that's yeah. got to have some truth to it, right? We'll take uh, one more final break here. you still got a few minutes to call in. Jake, Jerry, there you go, 416-870-6400. Pinpoint Health Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Yeah, eleven fifty-four. Last couple minutes of the show here, and uh, carry on after this. Of course, go out and uh, keep doing the physical distancing or your mask where you're needed inside, and uh, slowly we'll get this thing back open and running. Right, looking forward to that. I hope so. I'm looking forward yeah. to it as well. I think uh, everybody's uh, going a little crazy, um, which, again, I, I going back to, to the show, the way we started it, like this was necessary. This, this yeah. was necessary for sure. But at a certain point, um, you know, we shouldn't have. And I think part of the blame, too, is the the scare that the media sort of portrays and politicians then have to respond in a certain way. It's a dangerous thing, right? Like it's a. Uh, uh, I think just scaring people is not the right thing. I think it's about making educated decisions involving everybody in that decision-making process is, is going to be important. But, you know, I've sort of given my uh, my opinion now on, on what I believe should happen. Uh, but I think really, you know, from this point uh, on, uh, we'll see. And uh, I think the point of this show, again, is if you're suffering with pain and injury problems, I don't think that you have to suffer without doing anything just because of COVID-19. I am available for virtual assessments. I've been doing a lot of them over the last month. Again, they actually work quite well, um, and, and I can provide a lot of information to somebody to help them get the relief that they're looking for. So it's as simple as calling one eight five 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 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U, or you can email at info at pinpointhealth.ca. And I know as, uh, you know, the restrictions lessen and, and you get back to regular business, I know with the clinics that you continue to open, hopefully you get back on to more of that this year. It's expanding your network. That, uh, I mean, the, the 
truly, I mean, after the assessments are done and people are allowed to come back, whether it be, you know, one an hour, whatever the whatever the rules are, to get back into the physical space in your clinics is absolutely key. And I know you're looking forward to that and getting your literally hands-on people and getting yeah. people back on the track of getting healthy, right? Because, man, they need it now. Yeah, and we actually had two clinics that were new clinics set to to be added to our, our list of locations um, in March, but obviously that's been delayed now because of COVID. But again, as soon as we are back on, we'll be back on, on the, on the track that we were, right? Like we're going to be here. Uh, Pinpoint health will be here to help you a place that you can trust that has the accountability. Um, this is why I do this show. That way there is a level of accountability. I would say it's the biggest unique proposition that Pinpoint health has is that we have this radio show um, that makes us transparent to everything that we do. Um, and I don't think there's any other uh, rehabilitation and pain clinic that is doing something like this. So um, if you're looking for a place uh, that you can trust for your physical care, I think Pinpoint Health is that place for you. Uh, but don't just take my word for it. Do your own research. Uh, check it out. Go on the website. Go on our social media, um, YouTube, the, uh, the Lou Down. Also, the, the show, the Pinpoint Health show is available uh, previous episodes uh, on any anywhere where you get uh, your podcast for sure. Last uh, last comments as far as until things get back to reasonably normal with you guys. What do you suggest people get out there? I mean, obviously, the, I mean the, the the rudimentary things stay active and get out there and enjoy it. But yeah. really, they got to start getting back to that, right? I, I I honestly think it's as simple as that. Just get out and and simple things yeah. like going for a walk. Keep your distance. I'm not saying to break any of the rules that are imposed. That is not the message. You should definitely be following the rules. But get out with, you know, your loved ones, your family, um, and, and even if it's not family and you have a friend and you can keep social distance, uh, activities are starting to open up where people can get out and do things. Uh, especially now, you know, one of the things we deal with in the Northern Hemisphere is lack of vitamin D. Uh, get outside yeah. and absorb all that great weather, weather, get that sun, get that vitamin D, take full advantage of it right now. Um, I think just getting out and moving is the biggest thing that we can all be doing, That and that vitamin D will help us. And, the, and that movement will help us physically and mentally, which, again, for me, is one thing. It's not two things. The more you can help yourself on one area, the more you'll help yourself on the other area. They're intertwined. Good way to wrap it up, and we are done for the week. You want to reach out now, one eight five 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 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U. Just that simple. It is a Pinpoint Health online as far as social is concerned, Instagram and Facebook. And make sure you catch the, the long form of the uh, the Lou Down, the new podcast series, which is phenomenal as well. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Stay safe, stay apart, and we'll catch you next week here on the Pinpoint Health Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.